Welcome to another episode of Behind the Blazer. In this episode, our host, Scott Sempier, sits down with one of our very own choristers from the Philadelphia Boys Choir. Ethan Monberg, who just celebrated his 12th birthday, is not only a PBCC member, but he also attended opera camp with the Philadelphia Vocal Conservatory. Why is Ethan featured in this episode? Ethan composed one of the operas that the campers performed. He discusses how he created this opportunity and his future aspirations. Enjoy! Behind the Blazers, the official podcast of the Philadelphia Boys Choir and Chorale. We've been singing in Philadelphia and all around the globe for over 50 years. As America's ambassadors of song, we have had many fantastic experiences, traveling to many different countries and meeting amazingly talented and wonderful people. The great leadership and high standards of the choir have allowed us to have these opportunities. This podcast, Behind the Blazer, is designed to introduce you to the Philadelphia Boys Choir culture. Season 2, in particular, highlights some of the many partners we have had in the Philadelphia region who have joined us to help create even more excellent music. Welcome to another episode of Behind the Blazer. I'm your host, Scott Semp here. Today I am here with a very special guest, Ethan Monberg, who has done something with the Philadelphia Vocal Conservatory that is what I would consider to be very special and incredible. Ethan, welcome to our show. Hello. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Very good. So first off, can I ask you, how old are you? I am 12 you're right 12. now. Okay. And you're uh, here But my the... birthday was recent in July. July? So, well, happy yeah. belated birthday. <laughs> yeah. So you're here with the Philadelphia Vocal Conservatory. What is this special week, or actually a couple weeks now, what kind of camp is this? Well, this is opera camp, and we perform operas. That makes sense. I composed an opera that I'm actually in playing in it, and which is being performed in this camp. So you're 12 years old, and you composed an opera? Yes. How many of your buddies have done that? What do you think? Uh, I don't know very many people who have composed an opera, let alone, like, being, like, my age. Sure, sure. So how did you get to this point where you decided, hey, I think I want to compose this? Well, I mean, I started composing, like, I think a while ago, maybe two years ago on the um, Zoom opera camp, because on COVID, I got exposed to, like, composing software that like I composed all 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 types of things on ju- not just singing pieces and then uh, Mr. Ashby in a voice lesson said that he wanted me to write an opera and so I came up with uh like the I- idea he he wrote the words okay I think they're really funny words uh <laughs> everything's in rhyme oh wow so that's that's fun. And then, like, I started writing this, like, like, I don't know, like, a long time ago, though. I started writing, I think, maybe, like, six months ago when I was still, and yeah. you were still 11, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. So, Mr. Ashby wrote the words. He wrote it. So, rhyme, is it all in English? Yes, everything's in English. It's so. in English. Okay. 
easier to understand. Yeah, at least for those of us who speak only English, right? <laughs> yeah, for the common listener, I guess, that we'll be performing it for. Sure. So he wrote it all in rhyme. And what instruments did you incorporate in your composition? Well, I heard that there was going to be someone who plays clarinet coming to the camp. Okay. So I in- incorporated uh, clarinet a lot. For example, like, as the mime mimes, since the mime doesn't speak, the clarinet would play, like, the mime, like, miming, almost. Okay. And I don't want to give away too much, but the child interpreter also, like, interprets the mime. is not as good as miming, so instead of, like, um smooth tone, the um, child interpreter, like, when they mime, it's, uh slide whistle sort of like sliding around and not as exact that sounds like fun yeah reminds me of peter and the wolf are you familiar with peter and the wolf uh a little bit there are different instruments that correlate to each animal and when you hear this instrument it means that animal i i'd love to tell you which instrument is for which animal but off the top of my head i don't know it right now yeah so you've got a slide whistle, you've got a clarinet, do you have a piano uh, too? Well, yeah, I got we got a piano because, I mean, it's like the easiest instrument for like these type of situations to play with performance. Sure. And how did Mr. Ashby identify you as someone who could write to compose an opera? I mean, like I said before, I started composing like a while ago. So, I mean, I just, like, started, like, bringing compositions to Mr. Ashby, I guess, to, like, review for certain things. Like, I know I showed him a lot of my compositions to review as for the Manhattan School of Music composition program. Okay. That I think I went to last year. And can you tell us more about that? Well, I think, like, I I think I got a lot out of it, but, I mean, I'm happy I'm here now, like, getting my opera performed, because I think a lot of it was just, like, showing the class, like, a lot of different, like, types and ways to compose and, like, forms to use in song. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's, (laughs) that's really incredible that Mr. Ashby had enough faith in your skills you kept knocking on the door you kept showing him all these different compositions you had and you proved yourself to a point where he had trusted you to be able to compose this opera tell us how does that feel i mean it feels amazing getting it done but for a while i mean i like got the words a while back and like during the school year i i had like trouble a little bit but i think like in the summer i really felt confident that i could get it done in time for it to be performed. This is a really big thing. It's a really big moment in your young life to be able to share your art in such a way that so many people are performing. How many people are involved in this opera? We're just doing the first scene or act in the opera, which includes Lisa, Robin, which I'm playing, the child interpreter, and of course the mime. Okay, so there are four parts then? Four parts, yeah. And how do you, in the opera camp, I presume you do the vocal acrobatics where they waver their voices, do vibrato, is that the right term for it? Yeah. How do you write for that? Usually, like, it's easier to do vibrato on long, higher notes. Okay. In a good register of the singer. So, there's not too much included in my opera, specifically. 
I think there's definitely a lot of room for vibrato. Okay. Did you know that the opera that you will hear at the end of this episode is not his only composition to premiere? Ethan's Freight Train was performed by the Choral Camp at Philadelphia Vocal Conservatory in the summer of 2022. Enjoy! Our first piece inspired our theme for this year, which is a travel theme. The first piece is very unique because it was composed by one of the students in the Philadelphia Boys Choir. Ethan, can you please stand? This is the premiere of Freight Train.
to know that young musicians are encouraged by having their pieces actually performed. Let's hear about what Ethan Momberg has to say about the plot of his opera and how writing the opera has impacted him. What is this opera about? You have a mime and uh, a child interpreter. Just in the um, first scene or act that we're performing, I, I make it clear that Robin makes it clear that he doesn't like mimes and Lisa likes mimes. So later, the child interpreter tells Lisa and Robin that there's a sea monster coming to flood the land, and that's heard by the mime. And now, of course, Robin is like, no, the mime is uh, lying about the sea monster incident. And Lisa's like, no, we need to help everyone flee. So uh, they're on the boardwalk. They go to the fortune teller's tent to, like, see if the mime is lying or something, like, almost like a palm reader or something. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, this fortune teller, they're not really a real fortune teller. They're faking it. Sure. A little bit. Uh, So, they say that the mime is lying, Mm -hmm. but then the sea monster does come and flood the land. Wow. Sounds like a lot of conflict. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Very cool. So, what's your favorite part of the whole composition? The, specifically, so, is there a movement that you wrote that you really were like, this is the best part of this whole thing? I wouldn't say it's, like, completely done yet. Okay. It would be a three-act opera. I really am only, like, completely done with the first act and, like, still, like, working on the second act. And then oh, I, I haven't even gotten the words to the rest yet. So you're going to continue composing yes. this even beyond opera camp? Yes. What are your goals for your composition in this opera? I want to have, like, a completed uh, opera. Maybe, like, the full thing could be performed, like, next year at opera camp uh, if I finish it by that time. Wow, uh, it's, it's definitely the biggest, like, work that I've, like, written. Yeah. Yeah, you're entering into a whole different world, isn't it? Yeah. That's incredible. What do your fellow campers say about the fact that you wrote it? Do they know that you wrote it? Yeah, I don't think everyone knows that I wrote it, but, like, I think they think it's nice. So no one (laughs) said anything nasty or jealous or anything like that? Uh, You're well accepted here, is that right? I don't think anyone's being mean about it or... Or anything. I think lots of other campers are, like, getting into composing a little bit, too. Is that part of what this camp is about? No, not completely. I'd say it's mainly just about, like, singing opera and performing opera. Okay, Uh, so this is... Especially in, like, the acting part of opera, because in most of the, like, most recitals performed here aren't all, like, acted out or, like, with the full scene or with everything in it okay okay wow that's really in- incredible that you're you're part of a wave of people who on the side are also composing what's the most challenging part of opera camp for you i mean i think the hardest part is just trying to like memorize everything okay because some things are like really long and especially in different languages it's not like you could use a, like a simple thing of what am i talking about or like different ways to remember i kind of just have to go through and remember <laughs> just go through and memorize everything sure and what languages are you using in africa 
Well, I'm doing a part from uh, a scene in Mozart's Magic Flute. Of course, that's that's written in German. Okay. I'm also doing a Benjamin Britten piece where of it's in written in English, but in the scene I'm learning Latin. So yeah, I'd say that was probably the hardest to memorize. Sure. As far as operas go, have you been to live operas before? What got you into opera in the first place? I would say the first opera that I probably ever saw was The Magic Flute. And I think I, I went and saw it because there, there were actually, I think, boys from the boys choir actually in, in the opera. Oh, awesome. Have you enjoyed composing? And what's been your favorite part of composing and your least favorite part? I've enjoyed composing a lot. I could say that I could definitely like do this if when I grow up or something for a job, maybe. And I would say I think it's fun overall just like creating things and like being creative in general, I guess. I would say a lot of I would say a lot of like the harder harder parts is like harmonizing and like just getting it done. In my opera I think I, like, sped through, like, writing all the voice parts pretty quickly, but then the piano parts and all the in-between areas where no one's singing, like, I tried to spread it out, I guess, a little bit, where, like, it, it was really hard to just get everything done in there. Sure. And do you have experience in the clarinet and the slide whistle and piano, <laughs> the different instruments that you use for... I, I don't play clarinet or slide whistle. Okay. But I do play piano a little bit, and I think that helps a lot, just how things go together. Sure. Ethan Monberg, I am so impressed with what you've done, what you are looking to do, and how this has been such a seemingly great experience for you to learn what it is to compose and to continue to follow that. I do wish you well. I hope that you can continue to create and follow your dreams and just enjoy all the different opportunities not only that you have, but that you're creating for yourself. Congratulations on writing and composing this opera. I'm really, really impressed to be here with you and, and to hear you at this young age to have written this opera. I'm, I'm excited to hear it, too. Yes. Thank you. Oh, I also wanted to let you know that Behind the Blazer, we've interviewed for season two, we've interviewed Opera Philadelphia, which they have a program for young up-and-coming artists. So when you're at that point where you're kind of young, but you're composing, they probably have a, a role you can look into. And we've also had some composers like David T. Clydesdale, who's won a bunch of awards, and also Joe Fitzmartin, who used to be part of the Philadelphia Boys Choir. So I want you to make sure to check out Behind the Blazer Season 2. Well, thank yes. you, Ethan Monberg, for being our guest here on today's uh, episode of Behind the Blazer. Truly a pleasure. It's awesome to see you succeeding in this way, and thank you so much. Thank you. And now, the piece de resistance. Here is the mime, the opera featuring Michael Ashby's writing and Ethan Monberg's opera. Enjoy! Today, one of our pieces in the first half of the program, we have a young composer. I just wanted to alert you to that fact, Ethan. Uh, the Mind, so this is the first scene of an opera that he's working on. It's his first time writing an opera.
This episode of Behind the Blazers Season 2 features the vocal talents of Henry Graylish, Campbell Schumann, the Philadelphia Vocal Conservatory Choral Camp and Musicians, Christian Schumann, Carmelo Carino, the Philadelphia Vocal Conservatory Opera Camp and Musicians, Mark Houck, Christopher Sempier, Jonah Serrata, and Boo Long. Thanks to all who have participated in the creation of this episode. Behind the Blazer is the official podcast of the Philadelphia Boys Choir and Chorale. Please like, share, subscribe, and give a five-star review. Support our organization, the Philadelphia Boys and Girls Choirs, by donating at pbgcsings.org slash donate. Again, that's pbgcsings.org slash donate.